Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to everybody as we begin a new podcast post-Sukkis, which we are coining the Shaila of the Week. I'd like to share with you some of the Shailas that I get, and specifically one a week, hopefully to elucidate, explain, and address an interesting Shaila that I hope can be interesting and beneficial to everybody, um, and at the same time share with you how we are able to address contemporary Shailas, interesting issues, and specifically those that might be issues that you uh, and many of our listeners, those of you who are old listeners, those of you who are new listeners, uh, are grappling with thinking about. One question that regularly comes to my desk and that I hear a lot of people asking, and it relates to Parshas HaShavua, which is the reason that I'm addressing this question first, is how do you deal with difficult guests? Parshas Vayir, of course, is the Parsha of Achnasas Orchem and Avram Avinu. How far does one have to go when inviting a difficult, complicated guest? And let me share with you some of the questions that have come up. Somebody asked me that there's an individual who often likes coming over, asks to come over for a meal. He's unkempt, he's ungroomed, he's not terribly hygienic, he may even smell a bit. You know, to what length do I have to go to invite such a person to my sudan to sit at our table? It's not so easy to have such a person. Somebody else asked me that there's an individual who comes regularly and they're what we would call today socially off. They hug the conversation they could rile up another guest, they could ask a question that's a bit racy, or get involved with a political discussion at the Shabbos table, that's, that's simply not appropriate. Do I have to invite that person? How do I deal with such an individual? How far do I have to go to look after that person to be machnis such an orach? Somebody else asked me that they have a guest who uh, takes a lot of food and he doesn't eat in a very, very clean way. Sometimes he'll even eat with his hands, even will take something from the main dish that's on the table with a hand, and people look, and it's strange, it's inappropriate, it's, it's not the way we eat, um, and it's not the way we've been trained, it's not the way that we grow up, and he takes a lot of food, and it's messy, it's dirty, and the whole thing is strange. Somebody else asked me that there's a person who comes over, but simply isn't appreciative, and they don't say thank you, they don't acknowledge even the fact that they are regularly invited. Somebody doesn't even bring over a gift. It's a nice thing to do when you come over to bring a gift. You have children in the house to bring something for their children, but the person doesn't appreciate, not mak your tov. Do I have to invite such a person? Another person asked me that there's a person they're not sure if they should invite because they're suspicious on some level. Um, they can't exactly pinpoint what the suspicion is, but there's something uncomfortable the way the person talks, the way the person speaks, their background, where they're from, can't get a clear read. Am I required to invite such a person? And finally, the last question of many like questions that were asked is, do I have to have a person who is emotionally unbalanced over? Somebody maybe who's psychologically, socially, not in a place that is really workable. Uh, they're emotionally not well, they may be very needy, they may be a person who expresses things at the table about themselves or a family member, and it's simply not a comfortable situation. So these are many, many questions that have come my way in terms of the mitzvah b'achnah and to what length one has to go to be machnas orchem. So let's start from the beginning in Parshas HaShavua, which is really the makor of all of the halachs of achnas orchem, and indeed the Chafetz Chaim and the Sefer Aves Chesed. And Perak Rishon, Inyan Achnasas Orchem, uses the first opening psukim in Parshas Va'era, the first nine psukim in Perak Yurches, really as the Makor, as the Shulchanar for Hilchos Achnasas Orchem. And we're all familiar since grade school, really, that Avram went well above and beyond 
what was necessary for him to do. The Torah tells us, We all know this. Avram Avinu was in a very compromised position physically, emotionally. It wasn't easy. It was hard. It was 99 years old. He just had a bris milah. And he went out of his way. Not only does he go out of his way, but Rashi points out in Pasuk Beis, the word vayar is written twice to stress that Avram Avinu was looking for Achim. He was looking for, yes, he wasn't satisfied if somebody would simply knock at his door. But he was actively and proactively looking for guests. So certainly the Chafetz Chaim explains in the beginning of this paragration of Avaz Chesed, of Inyan Achnas Zorkim, that a person has to go above and beyond. The person has to go out of their way, even if the person isn't so easy. Because who are these people? The Torah tells us, Vinei Shlosha Anashim. Who are these Anashim? They didn't look like Malachim, even though we know that they were Malachim, as the Parsha continues. But they were three Aravim. There were three people who probably looked messy, vagabonds, people who were walking passerbyers. These weren't aristocrats. These weren't people who were put together necessarily. They were dirty. They walked in and their feet were uncomfortable and certainly uh, there was sand on it and Avram had to address that. So the Chavetz Chaim explains that part of Achnas Esorchim is really pushing yourself and really sometimes going out of your comfort zone. Ad Kedei Kach, that the Chavetz Chaim writes in the beginning of Perak Rishon, the following, Ba'avonoseinu harabim, due to our terrible, terrible avonos, our sins, when you invite a wealthy, nobleman, a fine, upstanding guest, yichabdu b'chol we're very comfortable, very eager and ready to invite somebody who is prestigious, a special individual, a person of means. And we will invite that person, we'll care for them, we'll put out our finest dishes and our best meal. However, when somebody who comes over who's depressed and downtrodden, somebody who's maybe physically, emotionally, spiritually not in a good place, then you know what we do? We approach that person not with an excited opportunity to do chesed. And we're not necessarily running to help that person. Says the Chavetz Chaim Nafochu, those are the people that we have to help most. And in the Makor HaChesed, the Chavetz Chaim explains even more that you fulfill a mitzvah not just of Achnas HaSorchem, but also mitzvah of Tzedakah. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, uplifting this person, be mechazik this person. These are dafka, the people that need the most. It's the emotionally unbalanced people. It's the person that aren't as appreciative. It's the people that are unkempt, ungroomed, not hygienic. It's the person who is socially off. More often than not, those are the people we have a harder time with, and indeed we understand why it's harder to have them. But the Chavitz Chaim expresses that that is part of the mitzvah of Achnasas Orchim, is going above and beyond our comfort level. However, at the same time, we know that when it comes to mitzvahs, there are limits. There's limits to how far we can go. So what are the limits when it comes to achnas HaSorchim? We know when it comes to fulfilling a mitzvah saseh. Achnas HaSorchim is a mitzvah saseh. It's a machlokis rishon, whether it's a mitzvah diraisa, mitzvah dirabana. But when it comes to mitzvah diraisa, you're only required to give the ad chomesh. Up until a fifth, beyond that, you don't have to give. When it comes to time, how far I have to go to fulfill a mitzvah. Shulchan Aruch says, helchos tefillah, helchos and other areas of Shulchan Aruch, if you have to only go dal and mil and lefanav and a mil achrav, you only have to go in certain time distance to be able to have tefillah betzibur. You only have to go so far to get water to be able to do netilas yadaim. So we see when it comes to mitzvahs say there are limits. So the same thing is true when it comes to the mitzvahs say of achnas asorchem. There are also limits. But what are the limits, and are these considered to be situations and circumstances where we should push ourselves, or we should say that I'm unable to and I can't? There's a Gemara Meseches Kiddushin, Daf Pe Aleph Amad Aleph, 
where you see something that seems to speak to this particular predicament that we are discussing. One of the Amoraim Plimo, the Gemara says, that somebody came to his house on Erev Yom Kippur, and the person approached, the Gemara says, was the Satan, the person knocked on Plimu's door and presented himself like an Ani, almost the way Avram Avinu's Orchim presented themselves as Anashim, even though they were Malachim. Asa Kra Avava, the person knocked on Plimu's door. How did Plimu react when he saw this person? Afiko Rifta, he brought bread outside. You see already that Plimu wasn't willing to bring this person into his home. He wasn't comfortable. And the Ani responded, Amrle, he said to Plimu, It was Erev Yom Kippur. Everybody's eating inside. It's a mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. And you're not going to invite me into your house, said this Ani to Plimu? Eli, he brought him in. Vikrivu Rift, and he brought him bread. So Plimu went out of his way. He wasn't ready to bring him in, but he brought him in. The Ani responded, said, this is the day where everybody's eating at the table. You're having a suda, mitzvah, the rice of Nisim, Asnaf, Shotzecha, Betisha, Lechodesh, Merve, Erev. And the Gemara says, Mesechus, Brochus, Davyud, that you're required to eat. It's a mitzvah, the rice. And I'm going to sit and eat by myself? You're not going to bring me to the table? I see you, Osvi, Ataka. The Gemara says that Plimu brought him to the table after that. The person was disgusting. How did the person look? He was covered with boils and scores that boozed out of his body with pus. And he did very disgusting things. Plimu saw this and said to him, Tiv Shapir, sit properly. Stop disgusting us. It's inappropriate. The Gemara continues. Kiddushin Pe'ala from the base. Amalei, have kasa. The Ani didn't hear it, and he said, bring me a cup of wine to drink. What did Plimu do? Yeah, have kasa. He brought him a cup. Ichmar shadabe kichu. You know what he did? He started spitting his phlegm into the cup. Plimu saw this and it was enough. Nechirube scolded him. Shaka umayis, the Gemara says, that he made himself appear as if he died. But what emerges from this Gemara is that there comes a point where you say, it's enough. Not only that, there comes a point where I don't even have to invite the person into my home as Plimu did. He wasn't prepared to invite this onion. And when he was, he sat him at a different table. And when that wasn't enough, he brought him to the table. And Plimu had to go back and forth. Was Plimu going to invite him again? I'm not sure. But what you do see from this Gemara is there are people that you don't have to invite into your home. And indeed, fascinating enough for Yitzchak Zilberstein and his Shirei Tarlaro from Chelek Bays was asked a question regarding an elder person who was in an assisted living home who was beginning to express, say things, and look and appear in a very inappropriate way. He would cough and there would be phlegm. He would say things that were strange and silly. And he was an older gentleman who was very, very un- uncomfortable. The rabbi of this assisted living home sent a child to Rabbi Zilberstein asking him, are we required to keep this person? The other individuals in the assisted living are becoming very disgusted and revolted. Their family members are becoming uncomfortable to come to Davin in the Minyan to come and visit their patients because this person is, is simply like the Gemara says here in Pe'alf and Pe'alf and Mabez in Ikidushin. He was revolting. He wasn't a pleasant person to be around. So Zilberstein quotes this Gemara, Pe'ala from Abayz, and says, you have no requirement to keep this person in the assisted living home. If there's another option to send them to a nursing home, you're not doing anything wrong by doing that. And set them up, even though it's going to be a difficult transition for the person, but number one, the assisted living home is not required to lose money as a result of one person. The assisted living home is not required to keep this person because the other individuals in the home are not comfortable, and therefore, it's permitted to tell this person and the person's family that they should go live in a nursing home or they'll do 
better. And says Reb Zilberstein, you see from here that you're not required to hold on to somebody who acts uncontrollably, uncomfortably, even though they don't know it. Physically, emotionally, they're doing things that are strange. Says Reb Zilberstein, that's true when it comes to moving such an individual out of assisted living into a nursing home because it's more appropriate and better for them. The same thing is true. Laniyus daiti, this gemara be a raya, then not everybody necessarily are you required to house, to home, and to be machnes into your home. So if there is a person who's unkempt, ungroomed, not hygienic, if it's a person who hogs the conversation, person who's socially of mikredin, no, maybe you're not required. Is that to say that you shouldn't try and do what you can? Absolutely, positively, whatever you can do, try to do, to be able to make people feel comfortable. It's a great mitzvah. We're all familiar with the famed Machlis family, Yushalayim. And you can read the story and the book where you see the types of people that they brought into their home, the way the people acted and spoke and talked, and they wind up sleeping on their couch or in their car and doing all sorts of strange things. But they care for them. They love them. Not everybody is Rabbi and Mrs. Machlis. But at the end of the day, you speak to people and families, children see people who are difficult and complicated. And if a parent and parents and family is able to deal with those people with comfort, with calm, with understanding and patience, the schar, not only min is gewaldic, but beyond that, the schar that a family receives as a result of taking care and looking after such people and showing love and support for such a people is wonderful as well. But there's another Gemara I want to share with you. Gemara Masechah's tiniest of Chav Gimel Amabez tells the story of Abichilkia. Abichilkia was the grandson of, Ploni, of, of, of Choni Hamagel. And the Gemara says that the rabbis used to come to him to daven for rain after Choni was no longer alive. Abichilkia became the person to go to. And the Rabbanim in one circumstance, the Gemara tells us, Mesechus Tainis Chav Gimel Mebeis, entered his house. And when they entered his house, they saw that Abichilkia, Aili Rebanan, Yasiv Ikarach Rifta, And the rabbis saw that he wasn't sharing any food with them. He didn't break bread and share with the rabbis. He was eating, his wife was eating, he, some of his children were eating, but he didn't share any food and he didn't break bread with them. And as the story continues, you can take a look at the Gemara of Gimel and Mabez without getting into all the back and forth and the shock of the Gemara. The Gemara, toward the middle of the page, raises the question that the rabbis asked him later. I don't understand, Abba Chalkia. Why in the world did you not break bread? Why didn't you share bread with us? Why did you not say, please join me at the table and you could also have bread with me? Abba Chalkia answered, I didn't have enough bread which means that I don't always have to share. I don't have enough bread. But that's not it. The Gemara continues, it says, I didn't want you to think that I'm inviting you in. I'm going to offer you to eat. You're going to say, no, 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 it's okay. And then I'm going to have Hakar. You're going to give me Hakar Sato for that. So you see also from this Gemara, like Plimu, Abba understood that there are times where I can't go out of my way. It's not Shaykh. It's beyond reasonable for me to be able to help in my home with food, whatever the situation is. Sometimes we don't have enough food. Chavitz Chaim says about that, better to invite a person even though you don't have enough food and give them less. And But they want to be part of your home. They want to be in your home. It's not just about the food. It's not just about the achila and the shtia. That's not it. It's about the social environment, the social setting. So therefore, again, you see in such a circumstance, and it seems clear from Chazal that there are times where it's not necessary, and I don't always have to go to bat or to go to great lengths, but of course, it's important to recognize and to balance what I can and what I can't do. Third Maramakim that I like to share is a Sefer Chasidim. Rehu the Chasid and Sefer Chasidim Simen Tuf Tuf Mem Gimel. You can find this in the Markit Sinir Damim edition of the Sefer Chasidim, writes as following. Aval Imroim Hema Let's say you have evil. Evil Orchem. People are difficult or complicated. 
And there are women, there are daughters, there are nieces, there's a wife in the house. Maybe these Anashim Rahim will sin with this world. Maybe they'll act inappropriately, say something wrong. Regarding them, says the Sefer Hasidim, the Mishlei tells us, Don't invite such a person to us. Keep that person far away, keep their person scorned away, and then you'll be keeping away strife. And it's clear from the Sefer Hasidim when it comes to somebody who's an Avaryon, somebody who's a person who's not necessarily with us, he's not necessarily Imcha, he's not Amcha, he's not Imenu. Such a person who's Ra or is a Machti or Machti as a Rabbi, you're suspicious about the person, you're concerned about the person's behavior. Maybe he'll sin, maybe he'll curse, maybe he'll say something inappropriate, maybe he'll push and do something that's simply not right or it's not comfortable for your family or your children. Such a person you're not required to invite into your home. So going back to the questions that we raised at the beginning, unkempt, ungroomed, or a person who's not hygienic, a needy person, whether it's socially, emotionally, somebody who hogs a conversation, somebody who's dirty, takes a lot of food, somebody who's unappreciative, somebody you're suspicious of. All these people, you have to ask yourself the question, can I try? Can I do it? I'm willing? Will I be like Avram and try to be the Av Hamon Goyim? Will I be the Amur HaChesed? Chesed Li Avram. I'm willing to try. I'm willing to give it my all. But at the same time, we have to know that when it comes to chesed, you can't always do everything. There is a limit, just like there's a limit of chomesh when it comes to mitzvahs asay, just like there's a limit of dal and milim when it comes to certain mitzvos. The same thing is true when it comes to achnas asorach. And of course, we have chazals to prove this. The Gemara Meseches Tainis Chav Gamel Amabez with Abba Chilkia, the Gemara Meseches Kiddushin, Pei Aleph Amar Aleph and Bez when it comes to Plimu, the Sefer Chasidim, all speak to this. That yes, when it comes to achnas asorach, you should go above and beyond. But at the same time, we have to be careful, cautious, and make sure we're taking care of our family and making sure we're setting up a situation that's comfortable. Try, maybe, it will work. But if it doesn't work, maybe that's not a person that you could invite again. So of course, we all have to think, contemplate, consider this seriously, and take it to thought and to recognize the benefit of having such orchim, but again, recognizing the challenges that comes along with it. Hopefully, we should be zochet to fulfill many, many mitzvahs, including the mitzvah of Sorchim. Kodesh Baruch Hu should shower us with all the brachas of the Torah, wishing everyone a wonderful wonderful rest of the week and a wonderful Shabbos.